Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Five Rings to Rule Them All. I'm Sid Ziegler. Today we are releasing our list of LGBTQ athletes who are publicly out, who are headed to Beijing for the Winter Olympics. And it's at least 30, which is double the number that there were just four years ago. One of those people is Lewis Gibson. As we're doing our research on who is publicly out, we take tips from a lot of different readers and fans. Lewis popped up on our radar because a couple years ago, on Instagram, he posted a picture of him and his boyfriend with some hashtags that made it very clear that they were in love. He hadn't done any media interviews. He hadn't said very specifically, I'm gay, but by outsports definition, when you are posting on Instagram about something that clearly says you are LGBTQ or in a same-sex relationship, you're publicly out. But, you know, we wanted to check in with Lewis, and so I, I reached out to Javier Raya of, of Skate Proud and John Holmes of Sky Sports and just said, hey, do you know Lewis? Is he gay and is he out? And they both said, yeah, he's gay. <laughs> Uh, and I reached out to Lewis directly, and he said, yeah, love, love, to, love to chat. Yes, I'm gay. Yes, I'm out. When can we talk? This podcast is the result of that. This is the first time that Lewis is talking publicly about being LGBTQ in the media. Um, he has done a conversation with John Holmes as well, and John's going to have uh, a post about Lewis so that's coming. But wanted to get this up today because Lewis is included in our list of out athletes headed to Beijing. He's one of the handful of people representing Team Great Britain. And he talks about meeting his boyfriend, his husband, getting married, falling in love, and interestingly, being part of an opposite sex ice dancing pair and being gay. And the the specific dynamics that that creates for him. Um, really appreciate Lewis being willing to open up, and I hope you enjoy, enjoy my conversation with Olympian from Team Great Britain, Lewis Gibson. Lewis, thank you so much for joining me. Tell me about your boyfriend. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so my partner, he, yeah, I actually, I met him here in Canada whilst I was training and we just clicked straight away. There was a lot of messaging back and forth. I was doing a lot of traveling and competitions and he had some other stuff going on and it was, it took a long time for us to actually finally meet. Um, but it's been great ever since. How long have you been together? Uh, this will be our third year. You, 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 I said boyfriend. You said partner. Husbands? Like, uh, um, are you married? Are you engaged? Are you? I gosh, we're not. We're not talking about that right now. What's the situation? So actually, um, we are married. So yeah. In Canada. Yes, it was something that we did um, just very small because of COVID and it will be something that we 
look to do much more elaborately in the future. So, so you have a, a, a big gay wedding planned at some point. <laughs> yes, lots of, definitely lots of ideas and definitely time to, you know, like kind of foster those and I'm sure create a really magical day. Well, well tell me about who proposed to whom. Um, me to him, but it was very just like a kind of a mutual sort of feeling we had and something that we kind of knew very early on, which was nice. My husband and I, we've been together for almost 19 years. And after, it's funny, we can't even remember what year we got married. I, I guess 2014, one afternoon we were like, what do you think about getting married next month? And we're like, oh yeah, okay, that sounds good. Let's just, <laughs> let's just do it. Yeah, very, very similar. Uh, and I hear that story often, actually. And, you know, I think that um, COVID's kind of spoiled maybe perhaps a lot of weddings, um, but also created a sort of nice way for people just to do the deed and then just take the time to plan something that we can really look forward to in the future as well. Instead of spending $50,000 on a wedding, we spent $1,500. <laughs> Very casual. Like, yeah, I feel that. We were okay with saving the money. Yeah. Um, so as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is really the first time you're talking about publicly about being gay. Is that is that right? Or was there another conversation podcast that you talked about it um I mean it's pretty much this week you know um I spoke to John who is with LGBT sport media and we did a kind of fun interview with Lila and really a lot about skating and I spoke a little bit about that side of me on there but this is really I guess the first um interview that's just about me how do you feel about it um, slightly nervous for sure. I mean, before I didn't expect that before jumping on this call, but I'm like, I feel like I'm about to go out and do a free dance right now. <laughs> Have those same like feeling in my stomach. Why beat around the bush? I feel like if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it. Yeah. And I love that you jumped right in there with that first question. I mean, that just shook it right off for sure. Why is, why is this the first time? I mean, you know, so, so out sports, every Olympics, we put together a list of, of the out LGBTQ athletes we know about. It's a real source of pride. You know, during the, the summer games, there were 186 out athletes that we counted. It was, a, it, it demonstrated just how much sports have changed. Sports have changed. Eight years ago, there were zero, zero male figure skaters who were out at the Olympics. Now there's going to be at least seven. Why is this the first time you've talked about it? Um, I think for me, I'm a very private person in general. Um, whether that comes to my relationship or just things I get up to on the weekend, whatever it is. And I think for me, uh, it took a, a kind of longer time just in my life to get comfortable with it. And I felt that more recently I'm just more free to talk about it and I see so many people that have gone before me and 
um, just living their truth and really being so authentic when they perform in their sport and uh, really just wanting that, I guess, for myself as well. Um, but it's, I kind of started it, as I said at the beginning of the call, I think the timing just feels right, you know. Who were some of the people who came before you? I mean, one very notable and very close is uh, Guillaume Cicero. And uh, I've gotten to see him train for many years. And, you know, similarly, um, it wasn't something that I kind of felt the need to do, like a coming out sort of thing. And I was comfortable with where I was at. And it wasn't something that I was hiding. Um, but not something that I was publicly talking about either. And I think for him, he was very much like, you know, I'm gay, this is who I am. And then one picture he posts blows up. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's him, you know, there's many others. There's Adam Rippon, also very notable from recent times. But, you know, athletes who are maybe more out now, like the British skater Robin Cousins, who competed years ago, it's there's been many trailblazers and many more to come for sure. Well, you talk about Adam Rippon. I remember in the United States, obviously American athletes get more attention and Outsports sports is owned by a company called Vox media and Vox media owns SB nation, which is a mainstream sports publication. And four years ago during the Olympics, after Adam Rippon's, what has become kind of a legendary um, performance in America anyway, for the team competition, one of the straight sports editors at SB Nation messaged me and said, um, I think I've fallen in love with Adam Rippon. And I, I feel like, I don't know how internationally that performance played, but in the United States, it brought straight men to tears falling in love with this gay man and you mentioned adam did did that performance you watching that performance did that resonate with you yeah i mean i i really even before he competed at the olympics i was lucky enough i was at the same competition as him it was called the finlandia trophy in finland yep and that was actually the first time i ever met him or had been around him in person before and he was just so flamboyant. I remember him being in the elevator. He had the bag on one arm and just really being him. And I went to watch the men's event and he did that same program because it was preceding the Olympic Olympics. And there was such an energy, a charisma about him that you cannot stop watching him. He just lights up the place and... I love that he is just owning everything that he wants and who he is. And I think that that just is truly what resonated at the Olympics, really. And I think that that's why so many people fell in love with him. And what is really awesome is that his personality on the ice is his personality off the ice as well. And it's so endearing. It's so fun just to listen and watch him run, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I've met him several times and, and he's just lovely. Another uh, gay skater I've met, you know, um, a few times and communicated many times, Eric Radford. 
have you met Eric? Do you, uh, uh, has he had an impression on you? I've met him a couple of times and considering we train in the same city, not as much as you would think. Um, but it's so great to see him back and competing again. I think that that's, it's amazing to see. And, you know, it's great for athletes to witness as well, because we all perceive to have a cap of an age and where we think and how long we think we can last in a sport. And it's great to see athletes like Eric coming back and doing really well also. Two years ago, you posted a picture of you and your boyfriend and some of the hashtags were Valentine. I love, you wrote, I love loving him, Valentine's Day. Did you consider yourself out at that point? I did, yeah, for sure. And I don't think, if I didn't, I don't think I would have posted something like that. Um, it is, I remember when I did post that, it took a lot of courage <laughs> as well. But um, yeah, I, I liked what I had done with it at the time. Lee, so <laughs> lead me up to it. What was, picture gets taken of this boyfriend, you're in love with him, you want to express that. What, what are you thinking about before you post that picture? Um, I think, you know, in a world where I compete in a sport that is judged, there's always that part of me in the back of my head that's like, you know, not every country is as open as each other. And I just think that, could this be a detriment to my skating? And at one point before posting that, I'm like, you know what? I can't live also never sharing who I am and sharing who I love either. Um, and I'm really glad that as time has progressed, I'm now doing things like this and yeah, really just embracing this side of me more. 12 years ago, 2010 Olympics, Johnny Weir was in his second Olympic games um, and he did a performance uh, full of emotion, full of self-expression and in the United States, I think he ended up finishing fifth in the men's program. Uh, Americans felt very strongly that he was robbed, that his scores did not match how people felt about his performance. And of course, Johnny is beyond gay, talking about doing cocaine and all. I mean, he's, he's so much, he's so much more, uh, so much more than just a gay man and was for years. But I'm curious uh, if, you, if you remember this performance, if you remember watching him, you know, he wasn't out at the time. I always considered him out. I mean, when you do a segment on NBC called He's Here, He's Weir, um, and where, you know, carry a Hello Kitty doll and wear Gucci sunglasses, you're out. I, I, but, but he wasn't officially out. Do you remember that Olympic Games? Do you remember watching him? How did you feel about Johnny then? Yeah, I mean, I did single skating before doing ice dance, so that sort of era of skaters were 
who I was watching and who I was looking up to. And I really loved his performances. I especially, what I loved about Johnny was his detail. Um, and I felt that he was always very clean and clear with his movements and what he was doing. Um, and, you know, he skated really well at that Olympics. And I felt like there was a lot of, at that time, you know, discussion as to are quads even valid and are they worth doing because Evan won the Olympics that season and with no quad. And of course, Plushenko was second, had the quads, everything like that. And I, yeah, but for me, I think that what stood out with Johnny, but also with Evan and also with Daisuke was how flamboyant they were on the ice. And I really loved that they kind of created skating to be more than just about jumps and less about, you know, a masculine energy that has to be standing at the top of the podium. And I think that that was maybe, or potentially one of the, I guess the first times in more recent history that that has happened. Yeah, that artistic expression. <laughs> Outweighs the jumps. <laughs> well, it's, it's. It, I don't want to get too much in the weeds about skating with you, but because uh, I know John Holmes did in, in his conversation, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, they walk hand in hand, they skate hand in hand. There's the athleticism and the jumps, and then there's the, the artistic expression. Uh, in, in ice dancing, is that, is that part of it? I mean, do you, do you have to, incorporate athleticism and jumps or is it more about artistic expression um it's definitely more about artistic expression we don't jump so we do a lot of detailed work a lot of the turns and the twizzles and the lifts and everything like that has a lot more rules than single skating so kind of you have to get a little bit more creative in how you come up with the levels and the difficulty and all of that sort of thing but the artistry is really what leads our discipline for sure. Like what music you choose, how you interpret it, um, all of all of those kind of facets, really. When did you know you were gay? Looking back, it's funny because I would have said not until my kind of early 20s almost is what I would say. But when I look back and the more I grow and really learn about myself I kind of I can see many signs when I was younger um, and I wish that perhaps I was more open to gay people and kind of being surrounded by you know like LGBT people in general because I think that when I started to surround myself more with people like me is when I really found who I was. And I thank <laughs> so many of my friends for that. Um, but I think until, until you, until the time is right and until you get there and you do that and you experience um, situations and really find what lights you up, then I guess you don't really know until you know. <laughs> Yeah, when I was <laughs> looking back, you know, I, I, I realized that I had gravitated in a different way to, to boys, <laughs> but it wasn't until I was a, 
late teen that I realized I was gay and um, still dated women after that. Uh, it took till I was 22 to come out and, and started dating men, but there's been no looking back ever. Since. <laughs> um, so you're headed to, are you in Beijing now? No, um, we head there on the 3rd of February. That's literally the day before the opening ceremony. It is, yes. Why so, so late? Well, and our competition is pretty late and there is not a lot of practice time just with the volume of like disciplines that are using the ice and we're not allowed to leave the village normally um at a game you'd be able to leave and go train in another city or country even but once we're in we're in so there's not a lot of training time and we just decided that we would be better off just staying in montreal a little bit longer are you having to stay to yourselves between now and then yeah and we have been for a long time <laughs> just you know like basically trying to avoid COVID of course um and being as safe as we can be it's a dream and an opportunity that we've waited and worked so hard waited for so long and worked so hard for and um I don't want to ruin that just because I let my guard down a little bit yeah sure well listen you're you're a, a young fit healthy athlete you're pretty much safe. Yeah. <laughs> hope that a, a test doesn't come back positive. That's the thing. It's like, I don't even have like any kind of nervousness towards catching COVID. It's yeah. truly just about a positive result. Yeah. Are you, is your, is your husband able to be with you now? Uh, yes. Um, luckily he works from home and we've been isolating for a while. Gosh, well, let's, you know, lifelong dreams come true, right? Yeah. How, how did it feel to get the notification that you are, in fact, going to compete in these Olympic Games? Um, for us, when we, so we competed at the World Championships in 2021, and that's where you could uh, qualify spots for your country. And at that point in time, we qualified two spots, and the second one still had to be qualified. Um, so there we really kind of were very proud of what we had achieved there and we could feel like, you know, we have this very strong chance of going. But when we got that official notification after nationals in December, I didn't expect it to take me over as much as it did. It's like, I'm like, I know I'm kind of going, but I don't have it on paper yet. And when I seen it, I was like, oh my God, like it's, it is a dream. And it is coming true. And the closer we get and the more meetings that we have and more information, it just, I get more excited each day. And even um, my kit is supposed to arrive in 20 minutes. <laughs> so I'm like pumped and fired for that. Like, I can't wait to see it and try it on. Like, that's going to be crazy. If, if the doorbell rings, feel free to end <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> and what people don't understand is that there's a whole process of, of countries earning spots yeah. at the Olympics, but the people who quote unquote earn the spots aren't necessarily selected to fill those spots. So you could have, you know, you could, 
you could be the world champion, earn a spot, uh, and then the country not select you to fill that spot and represent the country at the Olympic Games. And that's part of the question mark that you've lived with for the for the last year. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it is, and it go, and you know, like of course, certain countries, it is a real fight and a real competition uh, to earn those spots as well. I mean, luckily for us, there's just less teams and less volume of people in Great Britain. Um, and that comes with less stress. <laughs> so, you know, what you talked about being in a judge sport, and it's one thing to be an out gay skater in individual competition, but you're in ice dancing and your partner is a woman. And, you know, what, what kind of things went through your head thinking, can I, can I be openly gay? I, you know, here I am with a woman, you know, some of these uh, figure skating pairs and ice dancing pairs end up, you know, dating and marrying. And there's, there, there's some kind of, I don't know, um, uh, maybe a, a undefined expectation that there's some kind of romantic connection between the two people. Was that part of what was going through your head as you went through this journey? Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, it sucks that it is that way and was that way for me. And you know, I think that what Lila and I have that is so special is our bond and our our true love for each other as friends. And, you know, like for me, when I watch couples and skaters on the ice, when I see that, that is what makes it special. It's not just this, you know, stereotypical romantic woman and man scenario that is special about a performance it's really the connection that you see on the ice and you know couples like Gabby and Guillaume who really take us to a like they transcend us every time they perform because they have such an amazing bond amazing chemistry and you know I'm thankful that they're right up there at the top as well and I just feel that for us we try to choose music that authentically speaks to us. Like we want to entertain audiences and have joy and have fun when we do that. And if we are choosing something that resonates with us and is making us feel that way, then I'm sure you're going to feel it too. And at the end of the day, that is what comes across because the judges are all just audience members too. Um, they're the lucky ones they get the best seats in the house and they get to input um scores of course but they just they want to feel your energy and if you can provide that and show it authentically it's the best thing to see on the ice you've got a number of lgbtq people who are part of ice dancing and pairs figure skating at the olympics timothy leduc and guillaume and Eric Radford, yourself. Should the Olympics allow same-sex pairs and ice dancing pairs? I mean, I'm sure it's create a crazy new discipline, <laughs> for sure. I can't, I don't know how it would work. I think it would be, it would be one of these things that would be so exciting to see 
because there would be so many opportunities um, to push past what we know a stance or appears to be, you know, just on level of strength or level of artistry and different concepts and themes and ways to show that. It could be really cool um, and something that I think could be explored. I can just imagine two men throwing each other around the ring. Yeah, what, like the power that would be behind that. Like? Yeah, like that's the thing. Like it's, it, on one hand, it's, it's kind of hard to imagine. But on the other, you just think, like, what could you do? Like, there could be some really cool things come from that as well. Have you ever heard of the gay games? I have, yes. They have same-sex pairs figure skating. And there were years ago, um, is it the ISU? Is that what the, the- That's the governing body for figure skating. They threaten people. If you, if you are part of this same-sex pairs figure skating, uh, I can't remember what the threats were, but they did not want it to happen and they refused to sanction it. And I maybe the last time they did. Anyhow, the gay games is pushing this concept, and and they do have it. They have same sex uh, uh, pairs figure skating at least. Oh, so you I can mean, try it out maybe next time. <laughs> I need to go on you YouTube. You and can be, can be up there. <laughs> I'm not sure I have the good leg length for that. <laughs> oh. Um. Well. Uh, well. Okay, well, you, you know, you were a little nervous and you didn't know what to expect. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how painful was this conversation? Um, I would say I started around about a six and I'm maybe ending at like a two. <laughs> you know, we're just, it's just, it's just yeah. two old friends who've never met each other chatting about life. That's all. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, well, I really appreciate you, you talking about that. Oh, one last question. So, Every Olympics we release, and I mentioned this, uh, a list of all the out LGBTQ athletes who'll be competing in, in Beijing. There are 186 at the Summer Games. Of course, there are so many more athletes at the Summer Games than the Winter Games. Uh, our initial list of, of the Winter Game athletes will be about 30 from, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 to 12 different countries, a bunch of dis different disciplines. What is it? How do you feel about being on team LGBTQ as a publicly out athlete representing not just your country, but also the community? I, it's honestly, it's a privilege um, to really feel, first of all, part of a community. And secondly, one that is pushing boundaries like no other and as you said before you know like every four years it is a long time and numbers just skyrocket up and up and that's so great to see and it's so great to be a part of as well um and the olympics are a legacy and being part of this group of people is also that as well well, we're glad to hear it. You should be proud. We're going to be cheering for you from 5,000 miles away. I, guess. <laughs> <Far>. <laughs> I don't even know how far.
Good luck. Stay in touch. Uh, and 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 uh, where even though I'm an I'm an American, I'm hoping for a medal for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. You can find Lewis Gibson on Instagram and on Twitter at Lewis Gibson Four, the number four. And you can look out for him in a couple of weeks competing for Team Great Britain in figure skating as half of these ice dancing pair. Um, I am going to have regular podcasts from now through the end of the Winter Olympics. So be sure to check back with Five Rings to Rule Them All and continue watching Outsports for one-of-a-kind coverage of Team LGBTQ as we head to Beijing. We will talk to you again soon.